0: Welcome to the CompTIA BizTech podcast, where we talk with industry leaders across our communities and councils to discuss business challenges, opportunities, and strategies for success.
1: Okay, so I have an age test for you, and you boomers out there will get this. It'll be fun to see who else does. So what number on our rotary dial telephone, when dialed, travels the furthest. So be thinking about that. And like I said, us boomers will nail that one, but it's just, it goes to illustrate just how far we have come in our communications technology in such a short time, because I used one of those rotary dial telephones when I was uh, a young person, probably a teenager or just before. And that's not that long ago. I mean, I'm old, but I ain't that old. And, you know, now look at what we do today in terms of uh, communications technology and really being able to communicate with such a vast array of devices and from any place uh, from things that are on our wrist to you know in our hands to on our, our desks uh, in an airplane you know wherever we are it's just really is you know very amazing how far we've come with this communications technology uh, from those uh, rotary phone days so with that, let me give you the answer. So by the way, the answer is, and Adam, I'll pull you in here. Adam, do you know the answer to that? Is it the pound sign? <laughs> no, it's not the <laughs> pound sign. Oh, do they even have it's, those the, in rotary? Pound is not a number, by the way. I said, what oh, number <laughs> travels the furthest when it's dialed on a rotary dial zero. phone? And that would be the zero. So there you go. Case in point. Uh, but welcome back, uh, Mr. Adam Pru, the manager <laughs> of our MTech community. My name is Gary Bixler. I am uh, the leader of our communities, global communities at CompTIA, and you are now a uh, part of our BizTech podcast. So welcome to the podcast, and we'll welcome Adam.
2: Thank you, Gary. Glad to be back.
1: Yep. Hope you don't Always ever have fun. to- uh, Always fun. <laughs> hope you don't ever have to dial 911 from a rotary phone. <laughs> I know. Oh my
2: God, I know. What a mess.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Um, We're in November, so uh, we just finished. We uh, hosted a bunch of podcasts for Cybersecurity Month in the month of October, so we're going to circle back and get uh, a few of these M-Tech podcasts back on on the agenda here, but as we kind of head into November, of course, uh, us in the United States, you know, celebrate, you know, a little Thanksgiving. I know Canada usually tries to parallel some kind (laughs) of thing so that they don't get gypped out of not getting to be off. What are you guys doing for Thanksgiving?
2: Yeah, well, actually, I, I, and I think, you know, this is a nice opportunity for me to ask you a question because Canada, as you may or may not know, to the listeners too, we celebrate our Thanksgiving in October. So that was last month. Um, I know it being a much bigger deal in the States uh, and, and to your to your point in an earlier podcast that, you know, we usually have our sports banter, but I am curious, what is the Thanksgiving game day tradition? in the Bixler household. Oh man, man. (laughs) tell me.
1: (laughs) There's a, there's a good one that's been unfortunately destroyed. um, Oh no. But when I grew up, uh, I'm a big, you know, football fan, as you know, and a big college football fan, live in Austin, Texas, home of the University of Texas Longhorns. Our big rival is the Texas A&M Aggies uh, in College Station. And for as long as I can remember, when I was young, Thanksgiving Day was about you know eating Thanksgiving dinner together and then going to that football game because we always played the Aggies uh, on Thanksgiving Day. And that was kind of a national tradition, actually, because everybody knew that that game was Thanksgiving Day. And it was a home and away thing, so I didn't get to go every year. But, man, I remember sitting in that stadium in freezing sleet. It was sleeting rain the whole game. We were high up in the upper deck, standing up the whole game and was ankle deep in ice water essentially. Um, but just as happy as I could be because we were killing the Aggies that day. (laughs) That's one of my favorite Thanksgiving memories is standing in ice water and not even caring because we were, you know, beating our rival on the field. That's That's you know, unfortunately, um, the Aggies took their ball and went home. And decided that they uh, didn't want to be, you know, little brother anymore. And so they're off, you know, getting their, you know, hat handed to them more times than not in the SEC now. So,
2: yeah, exactly. Okay. So,
1: no more Thanksgiving. Anyway, um, but thanks good for memory, asking. Though.
2: Yeah. Yeah, good
1: though. Of course. Good memories there. Um, so, let's talk a little uh, communication. So, as I said, you know, rotary dial phones are gone. You know, mm-hmm. now we're, you know, everything as a service, you know. Uh, unified communications, every device can do almost every kind of thing. And there's a new communications technology or application, it seems like almost every day uh, in our world. So, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about kind of this particular discussion?
2: Absolutely. So, so I really do think there has been a renewed interest in cloud solutions as the foundation for a flexible and resilient IT architecture. Um, businesses are not just exploring new cloud options, but they're also, you know, investing more in hard work and restructuring workflow, uh, which leads to integration automation. And you brought up a really great point at the start of uh, start of the podcast, um, calling me out in my millennial status. <laughs> um, but but that's what uh, Alan and I speak about um, in terms of just the way people communicate. Nowadays, and, and to your point earlier, it's through apps, it's through Zoom, it's through Slack, it's through text, it's through emails. There's a smorgasbord of ways to, uh, uh, you know, connect internally and externally, and and really, I think one of the secrets is one of the keys to uh, successful communication is, you know, finding that road. That each individual person prefers to again, you know, maybe maybe somebody's not well versed in text, maybe they're a little bit older. I'm not making general blanket statements, but you know, maybe a little bit older, you don't like texting, you are your traditional email. I'm right. a millennial. Hey, talk to me through text. I don't want an email kind of thing. So it's interesting to get in that conversation with uh, with Alan and and talk about cloud communication and and really sort of again this renewed focus that cloud communication has has been experiencing over the last little while.
1: Yeah, fascinating. All right, well. Uh, why don't we get it started and introduce us to Alan and take us away. Sounds
2: good. Thanks, Gary. All right. Hello, Alan, and welcome to the BizTech podcast. Hey, Adam. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you, sir? Great. Thanks for having me on today. Hey, no, it's our pleasure. So as mentioned, Alan and I will be chatting about cloud communications, you know, the state of the industry, a little bit about the pandemic, best practices, integration, and innovation. We have a bit of a full agenda today. But before we get into that, Alan, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? You know, background on Cordial, its technologies, business models, your favorite ice cream, whatever you want to, whatever you want to tell us.
0: <laughs> Vanilla fudge twirl.
2: Oh, geez, okay, I like it.
0: <laughs> at like at like midnight after a good night out with some family and friends. Um, so uh, hey, I'm, so I'm uh, Alan Ream, uh, CEO, founder of Cordial, and uh, so we we were born. Uh, in the cloud for the cloud communications uh, business and for the channel in uh, 2005. Um, So we are a leading uh, cloud communications company, uh, delivering all our services to over 35,000 businesses all through over 800 channel partners across the country. So it's kind of like national strength with our data centers and our our Corenexia platform and then local service with the channel who can walk through the door and help the customer succeed with these services. That's so it's, uh, it's, it's a really, uh, compelling go-to-market strategy. It's, it's, uh, tried and true. It's, you know, we've, we've been doing, we're one of the oldest, um, uh, cloud communication providers s- uniquely and specifically focused on the channel. Um, so this stuff's proven it works. And, uh, you know, it's, a. Uh, It feels like there's no shortage of opportunity, even though we're sitting here in 2020 in the middle of a pandemic.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. And we'll definitely get into all of that. Um, But before we discuss sort of Cordial, um, let's talk about the state of the industry. We'll just we'll just jump right in for this one. So, you know, you're a board member of the Cloud Communications Alliance. Um, From your your, from your perspective, uh, how has the industry fared during this pandemic? um
0: you know sure to, well first of all the cloud communication alliance is a, it's an awesome association i was uh, very thankful that they thought it would be uh worth having me on so i was i was uh, humbled by that uh offer and it's a great group i mean it really represents this cloud communications community um and it's definitely an advocate for the community to to uh, to help us uh, you know, do the best we can for for the whole ecosystem. So, I think uh, a lot of folks have fared really well. Um, there have been, of course, some where they're very vertically focused, maybe on some verticals that got hit hard, i.e., you know, restaurants and so forth, um, yeah, things that that count on people being out and social and 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 so forth. But that said, I mean. You know, our our products and services are built for this. Um, not that anybody wants this, but we're built to work remote. We're we're all you know the UCAS, the CCAS. I mean, a good instance of that or example of that is, you know, when we made the decision. I think it was March thirteenth um, to send everybody home. That Monday, everybody was like nothing happened. It was just up and operational. They had to go from being in the office in our controlled environment with all the computers that we provide them to their home office equipment, and logging in through the web portals and and through the you know, web RTC client of the of the of the CC uh, system, you know, uh, contact center system we have, and they just they just served our customers, and it was right. it was great. Um, right. So yeah. So I think I think generally we fared well, and many many of us have fared well. There there's um, some who are going crazy um, good because they've got video platforms and stuff like that. And others who maybe have verticals that, uh, that are being a little challenged, but right. overall it's been really good.
2: No, that, that's great. And, and at least the way I understand it, you know, having to pivot basically almost on a dime to say, okay, you know, we're all in the office and now we're going to work remotely. I would, you know, yep. again, from what I understand of cloud communications is that, you know, it, it unifies communications into, you know, a sort of, a sort of streamlined, uh, platform and and I would think that's huge to your point not being able to miss anything and you guys were just up and running again like like nothing yeah happened. I
0: mean for sure I mean I I've listen I've been using uh my, my laptop uh and a web browser and my my mobile f- uh phone for years now um uh, right. so I'm not tethered to a desk. so wherever I am that's where my office is so yeah so from UCAS uh, where it has uh a, a built-in soft phone with zero configuration needed with all my the presence of all my contacts in the company and any other contacts I've entered and, and uh, you know, chat and SMS and, and video collaboration, all that stuff is like just right there, whatever computer I log on to I'm, I'm back in business. Right. Uh, and then of course the mobile, and then you got the contact center stuff where it's all, you know, delivered through a WebRTC client uh, with Cordile. So, um, and our Conexa platform. So it's, it's like, you know you can you can bump and run you could be in one place in the morning and someplace else in the afternoon and you're um, you know, you're there yeah yeah it's really it's it's very convenient um it's 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 disappointing that, or not disappointing it's it's uh you know it, you know it, nobody wants a pandemic to prove that this stuff is so important absolutely um, no, I get
2: what you're but saying. <laughs> for,
0: but for sure this has made um you know cloud communications technology table stakes
2: not a nice to have yeah. I love that. Well said, well said. So, so you, you, sort of touched on it, but you know, ask directly, you know, what steps did Cordial take to support its staff and partners during this pandemic?
0: So uh, a number of things. So for a lot of our partners, uh, for, so for the staff, you know, we just, we, we've, we're extremely focused on culture. Any good company should be focused on culture. So
2: uh,
0: we made sure we have a culture team, uh, you know, who, who are, you know, have very, you know, clear plans on how to make sure people have what they need, that they're bringing their A game, they're, they're you know, that they, that, that there's, you know, we get rid of all the obstacles so that they can, you know, join the company, spread their wings, have a feeling of accomplishment and, and, and help us succeed with, uh, with our partners and their customers. Um, so the team really, you know, we just shifted to uh, make sure that everybody understood, um, you know, it's, it's okay to work from home, and we're going to embrace that. We launched a new work from home policy. Uh, we we would uh, still try to, while we used to be serving them lunch and 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 you know or bagels in the morning or lunch or all of these things in the office when we can cater, um, we had to shift and find a ways to ship them stuff via Grubhub and you know get on and have uh, you know you know online happy hours and and, and right. just keep everybody connected and feeling you know part of the same family. Uh, so that actually went really well. Um, I mean when we made that shift from a Friday to a Monday, you know, being, you know, 160 people showing up in an office to everybody working remote. Um, and, you know, we really and, and and the call volume increasing by well over fifty percent, um, simply because, you know, everybody was like, well, what do I do now? What do I do now? What do I do? What do, do now? I do exactly? Channel, um, you know, that we our, our team really did not miss a beat. In fact, we're we're more productive now than we've ever been, um, and so it's kind of exciting. It you know again, not excited that we're in the middle of a pandemic, but it's right. it's this business model is extremely durable and and successful. For the channel, a lot of it was education and awareness that they already had the tools needed, you know, um, to to help customers succeed. Customers who were all of a sudden you know not prepared to have to work from home, uh, right? Or you know. And, but yet they had to make that shift. Uh, you know, A lot of people in the space, you know, if they've been a customer for years, we've got many customers who've been with us for 15 years, um, you know, they have a physical desk phone. That's what they're used to. And not everybody likes change, even though there's all these modern tools. So a lot of it was uh, making sure our partners were aware of how to leverage the new technologies that that customer has got that desk phone, doesn't have to unplug it and take it home. They can just go home and log in. And right. they're back in business. Same caller right. IDs, and and all these new cool features and functions. Um, so that was part of it. Um, and and since we don't set price for the partners to the end user, we didn't, There's not a whole lot of. We already provide a lot of stuff for free, right? So okay, we're already extremely friendly to any kind of uh, whether it's a you know a, a big storm that happens in a region and our partners have to deliver you know services real quick. Um, you know, so, so we, it was really about education. Um, and again, our platform being, you know, born in the cloud for the cloud. Um, you know, when, when stuff happens, partners can sell, deliver, manage an invoice without calling us. I mean, that's our core and platform. So I'm not trying to make a sales pitch, but it's no, basically no, no. the business, the, the business model is that they can do this stuff without calling us. So when they call us it's generally, you know, they're just looking for our help. So, right.
2: Right. No. And, and I would also think that's really important too, especially, you know, with the say different generations using, yeah. uh, you know, cloud communications, there's, you know, you could use text or <clears throat> like you said, they've got the mobile phone. Maybe, you know, maybe you've got, you know, someone who's, you know, a little bit older in the industry. Hey, I like my phone. It is what it is. But, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. a millennial is like, no, man, I'm going to text. I'm not going to call this person. This is not the way I do it. So it's yeah. cool that listen, you I get to, to have.
0: The... Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's great. I used to have three phones.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I got two. Like, I can't get phone, rid of them.
0: I, I'd have a phone there, a phone at my at the house, and a phone in my car just in case I needed it, you know. But nowadays it's like I, I I haven't had a desk phone in probably three years, at least.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, okay, so uh, you know, Cordial has has built a loyal partner network that enjoys uh comparatively higher margins. Um, how does your company's business model differ from the competition? And, and we just touched on that. So I think there's a perfect segue into that.
0: Yeah. Um, so, so how it differs is the way I like to describe it is, you know, we, we do two things and we focus on doing them really well, which is uh, to attract new partners to the program and then get them successful. Um, and keeping things simple as, you know, like that helps us all to do those things and do them really well. Um, and even through this whole pandemic, we have many, many partners joining us brand new um, and partners and, and a lot of growth within the partner base, which which says to you that uh, not only they they continue to service existing customers, but they're actually signing new customers, which is crazy to think when everybody was forced to go work at home. So, so the way it, it, we differ is that, first of all, it, it's the platform, uh, the business model, and our people. And we built this platform we call Cornexa, which enables us to sign up these partners and get them successful. And the the platform does everything from sell, deliver, manage, invoice, call it quote to cash. So, cool. um, and we've been doing it the longest. Um, um, I, I can think of one company that would maybe doing it before us, but they didn't, actually didn't have a platform. They were just doing the model, but didn't have the platform. So, so our platform is you know 15 years in the making. It's very deep, very wide, and completely enables the partners to self manage, self provision, self. So they can do. Proposals flip them to orders, track orders, invoices, payments, credits, refunds, provisioning, mass provisioning, management, distributed management, the whole deal. They can be signing a you know a, a, a 25, 50, 100 person company, or, or, or quite frankly, a multi thousand person company, and it's the same tools, the same thing, cool. you know, with all, all with like five nines reliability. So it's all very reliable, very, very secure, and all that. Um, what we do is we the The, the chat we've identified early on um, that the channel is the trusted advisor for the customer so our so our whole business model is about helping them to succeed with their customer to 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 help make sure the right things are quoted, that they can complement our services with other services that they can uh, make sure the implementation goes well, make sure that service and support is done uh, to the customers you know uh, optimized for the customer, and that we're here to support them with all those tools. so Know and then, oh, by the way, it's a great punchline. They make a lot of money. I mean, you know, it's it's unparalleled. It's like you know, anywhere from on the low side, maybe you know, 50 50 60 percent to 65 70 percent gross profit margin on our services, which sounds crazy, but but it works. So, um, you know, it's just it's um, it's a great model. And then our job is to continue to make sure it's a high quality, reliable system and that we deliver features early and often. And that that's basically the secret to it, but. People can copy it, um, but but you got to have the platform, and uh, you know, platform. It takes a lot of work to build this platform with billing and tax automation and automated provisioning and blah blah blah, all that stuff. So it's right,
2: right. well, i also think it's, it's also to, you know, the partner's advantage to, you know, to have a, you know, a single vendor relationship, it keeps the network clean. You know, if you get, you know, a multitude yeah. of, you know, uh, you know, partners and vendors in there and all of a sudden you have a networking issue, it's like, I can't really locate the problem because we have eight different people in here, you know, not the, you know, be a cliche, but you know, too many cooks in the yeah. kitchen, Absolutely. A single vendor, it's like, no, no, like I, I manage your whole network. I know exactly where the problem is. We can even be proactive. Let's figure For this sure. out
0: yeah and it, and it's flexible branding so if it's uh so if they want to be private labeled or white labeled I mean we've been that since the beginning, but if they want a, a co branded they can leverage the Nexa brand with the you know hey there's there's over three hundred and fifty thousand seats on the platform, and this stuff works we've got customers with all the different types of logos you'd expect you know big companies small companies so they can they can help leverage us to to win that business and the confidence of the customer and then of course um, you know additional services whether it's professional services for contact center or Things of that nature, you know, solutioning deals for customers. We're here to help. But uh, yeah, yep,
2: awesome, awesome. Stuff. So, yeah. so many channel partners and businesses think that uh, technology has become commoditized, uh, you know, among vendors. Um, do you believe that that's the case? Uh, and if so, how does Cordial elevate its brand uh, when mark when the market seems overwhelmed with features and functionalities?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, look. It, Hell yeah, it's commoditized. I mean, sure. voice and video—you can get it anywhere. I, on my phone, I probably have ten ways to make a call or take a video call. Um, so, so, and and that was true before we got into business. You know, truth be told. So, um, I in fact, I remember when I first got involved in this business. I'm not a lifelong telco person. I was more, and you know, I grew up in the internet in '95, and then e-commerce, and then CRM and stuff. So, I'm more, you know, cloud services and 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 software. Um, You know, it's it's about delivering the value, understanding uh, your your differentiator, your secret sauce, if you will. Um, And ours was uh, to build a platform to allow for self-provisioning, whether it be by the customer or the partner. And then we made the shift early on. We we sold some direct because we needed to learn the business, Um, and we made the decision in about '09 to go completely channel and haven't signed an end user customer in in that many years. So it's so we were 100% channel. So building this. I think this platform that allows the channel to, to do the, the whole quote, to cast the SDMI, you know, sell, deliver, manage invoice, and then aligning all your resources to help them succeed is the winning, is the winning uh, story. There is the winning go-to-market strategy. Um, and, and then allowing them to, to, to bundle things in the way that they would like to bundle them for the customer. And, um, and, and then of course, pricing it such that they can make you know, strong margins and so then their role isn't diminished. To being just a, an agent for somebody are right. all the things that, that help make this thing work and um and 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 there's enough margin in it for all of us to win as well as still offering the customer extremely competitively priced
2: offering that's amazing that's all and i love that you guys have found you know like you said that that secret sauce you know kind of found that formula that works and yeah yeah to that point everybody wins i love that i love that you don't hear that yeah, often. And, and,
0: well and and the other thing is that we've taken the hard road of um you know, building all this stuff. So it's all our our software stack. Where there are some folks who are just reselling somebody else's soft switch or call control, and and those people have uh, have have seen recently where, you know, it's uh, they don't control the roadmap. You know, they don't control the pricing. Um, they don't. You know, they can they can cobble things together, but at the end of the day, to make this thing scalable, repeatable, and yes. and have longevity. You really have to, you have to
2: own the whole stack. So. That's amazing. I, and again, I love that you guys figured that out. So, so Cordial has always been very proactive to ensure, uh, you know, its channel has the proper resources to succeed. And we've been talking about that. Um, what programs or resources has the company put in place to help partners optimize uh, any emerging opportunities in the marketplace?
0: Um, so we've we've done a lot, um, you know. As a as a company, you know, we need to all be agile as as technology changes and the whole market changes and Absolutely. and things like pandemic pop up out of nowhere. Um, although Bill Gates, I guess, saw it, but nobody else did. But, um, <laughs> right. You know. So so um, we continue to change and, and, and grow and mature and optimize everything from our system, our people process and technologies to to help the channel succeed uh, with this cloud communication uh, product and services. So, so we've done things like um, in the early days, we used to do like classroom training for our partners. Well, that's nobody wants to do that anymore. So we had to do the, all, all the online stuff to we shifted from training to we'll do it for you with you and then watch you do it. And we've seen our partners sign up and get, more productive much faster because you know instead of sitting there and forcing them to drink out of a fire hose and and learn we're like no just watch us we'll do it then we'll do it together then we'll watch you things like that creating a whole partner success department uh, um, that's pretty deep and pretty wide to to also offering when we launched contact center we acquired a contact center business a few years back we had to launch a professional services group because because contact center is a bit more complex it's much higher value um, and even stickier, and but um, you know, you know, and the value proposition is so strong. But it does take a little bit to to get that going. Um, we're actually really efficient with it, so we're, we're probably some of the fastest at delivering from from the time they sign a partner for contact center to deployment is 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 really really short. But they need our help, right? Because not every partner knows contact center, but yet they can identify the opportunity with the customer. So then they'll lean on us to get it done for the customer and, do, and maybe do the CRM integration or whatever right um, so things like that th- uh, putting together marketing materials for them, helping them to um, be able to just slap their logo on something and, and actually have the right message to the right customer or vertical application type uh, you know things so it's, it's everything from marketing support to sales support to um, you know to professional services to yeah to basically helping them become self-sufficient and uh, need us less so that we can go innovate and deliver the next best thing.
2: Perf, I love, wow, I had no idea that you guys basically sort of offered every service possible for a partner to, like you said, to be successful, to say, hey, I'm having a little trouble with this one, no problem, we got you covered. That That's phenomenal, that's yeah, tremendous. Yeah. Yep. And, and I love that business model where it's, hey, you know, watch us do it. And then you take over. We're going to watch you. It's not like you said, it's not a fire hose. It's not, yeah. I'm taking notes or I'm going to remember 10% of that. And then I'm calling the support being like, yeah, I don't remember what you guys said. So no, that's great. I love that you guys figured yeah. that out. So uh, how has the rapid adoption of desktop video impacted the unified communication space? Uh, you know, is it a threat or complementary service that your partners can leverage?
0: So it's, uh, well, first of all, we've been doing video for some time. Um, it, it was, it, there was obviously goods and bads, right? So, so uh, the bad is that we were all thrown into this, um, pandemic and can't see each other. And, you know, I've got a 90 year old mother that, uh, I haven't seen since April. Um, oh, no. so things like that are negative, but for, for business, the video has been awesome. Like it, it's, it's opened up, uh, our partner's eyes, their customer's eyes that, Hey, you know, maybe you're used to being face-to-face or traveling, but you can actually get it done by just jumping on a quick video um, and and engaging that way. You can still see the body language. You can still talk. Um, and, and, and we've actually found that uh, productivity can, for many people, depending on your business, can be even better. Uh, in fact, sometimes it's like, hey, don't forget to take some time off.
2: <laughs> I know oh, you don't absolutely. have the
0: normal... <laughs> yeah, you don't have the normal time between meetings, and you got it because you got to run to another office or you got to travel. But remember to take some time off. Time off. Take a breather. You know, take a walk. Um, so, so for us, it's been great. I mean, we've been, we we are uh, invested in video. We're uh, excited about it. We have a really strong roadmap. Um, there'll be much more to come from us uh, in the coming quarters. So, I think, I think this whole thing has opened people's minds up, and 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 the opportunity for people like Cordile to deliver video solutions to the customer uh, through the channel. So it's, it's, I think it's awesome
2: yeah absolutely and I'd have to agree with that for sure and you know not, not trying to plug CompTIA here by any by any stretch but well maybe I am um, go but, for it just go yeah, <laughs> for
1: it <laughs> but the the,
2: rules.
0: you're making up the rules
2: oh there you go there you go so you know it, but the way I look at it is we would host for example I not only host or, or manage the emerging tech community which is what this yeah. video will be for in the targeted audience but also manage the Canadian community and when I would host Canadian events we would get local Canadians now we're hosting virtually we're getting people from all over the world, Saudi Arabia, Australia, whatever it is, we're getting people to tune in and say, wow, you know, I didn't know this kind of stuff. And maybe, you know, it's pertinent information to them about the Canadian industry. Maybe it's not, but the fact that we're, you know, we're reaching a broader audience just through this video communication, as opposed to, you know, just the the traditional face-to-face it's, it's been pretty awesome. I got to say.
0: Yeah. I I have one example where I'm part of a, I joined a a mentor group uh, for young entrepreneurs and all that stuff. Um, And, and they used to require mentors to meet with the mentees in an office, um, you know, every, call it 45 days. And then we'd have to meet as a group every, you know, uh, once a month or whatever. And uh, and I wasn't, I, I was asked to join the group in the middle of this pandemic. So my first meetings are, are on video. And, and it comes to, I come to find out that they're actually having much better attendance because you know, people don't have the excuse. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, I I got to drive 45 minutes to an hour right. to this group. Yeah you know, yeah I want to help these entrepreneurs but this is inconvenient for my schedule. So now like so you you'll, you can you can figure out that uh there's a uh, it's it's easier to get people engaged. Um yeah. a little harder to measure engagement. Measuring engagement over this video stuff is a little hard. I think there's going to be some innovation around that in the future. Yeah, I, I agree. But um but yeah I think it's been it's been healthy for a lot of a lot of applications. Yeah absolutely.
2: I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, well, I know, you know, we're we're sort of running out of time. I, I've got one final question for you here is, um, you know, what are some of the new innovations or solutions you expect, um, you know, Cordial to bring to the market in the coming months?
0: So I, I, it probably will be no surprise that uh, you're going to see more and more video collaboration uh, applications from us uh, for for use in a, a wide range of applications, whether it be general business, you know, small to mid-sized uh, uh, enterprise to even large-scale enterprises, um, I think you'll see us uh, focus on uh, video collaboration for uh, vertical applications uh, and such. Um, maybe you need a, a bit more security, so there'll be a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so that's really exciting. That's fun. Like I, I think you'll see us um, and 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 probably a lot of us in the space, you know, focusing more and more on video as people aren't able to get in front of their customers or their business partners or their vendors or whatever, um, or their board members, you know, <laughs> board members might need to see the, see the executives, see their body language. Um, but, uh, and also integrations, I think more and more integrations, um, you know, there are lots of little features here and there, you know, whether it's SMS or it's, you know, chat and all lot stuff, then those are important. I don't, I don't, cause they're, you know, more and more I'm getting, I I got a a, a chat from my dentist that I have a dentist appointment next week, you know, so it's their new way of communicating. (laughs) Right, right. But, you know, deeper integrations with business applications, uh, certainly from our contact center, uh, people want screen pops, click to dial, uh, call logging, bringing up a customer, you know, support instance or a revenue opportunity. Uh, So so I'd say those are the two majors, you know, the video collaboration side of the house is we're doing a lot of investment R&D and um, uh, and so forth, and then and then integrations. That's tremendous. And then, of course, of course, you know uh, programs and services for the channel to help them take advantage of all these technologies, all these services, and deliver them in, in a high quality purposeful way to their customers all over the place.
2: Absolutely. I would expect nothing less from Cordial now after having this conversation (laughs) with you. So (laughs) I'm I'm glad you said that one too. Um, You know, Alan, I, I, I can't, I can't, I, you know, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to have a chat with us today. Uh, Selfishly, every time I host one of these podcasts, I, I learn so much. So I I appreciate the the knowledge transfer today on, um, you know, unified uh, communications and, and cloud communications. Um, again, thank you. Thank you. you. I, I I can't thank you enough. Um, any, any sort of final thoughts or, you know, anything you want to leave us with?
0: No, just, (laughs) I hope, I hope everybody stays, uh, healthy and, and productive and, uh, and, and, and not just physically healthy, but mentally healthy in this, in this crazy time we're in the middle of, but, uh, let's do the right thing so we can get out of it and get back to seeing each other.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And to your point earlier, take the breaks, take, you know, take a lunch, take a walk, get out in front of the computer. Totally important. You
0: know what I'll say? I'll say that to, to, to wrap it up, I'll say, you know, one thing I've learned in business in the early days, I would used to be freaked out if my employees weren't working a hundred percent of the time. Like I never really understood. What do you mean you're taking a break? Like you keep going. <laughs> Nowadays it's like, no, no, no. I need you, I need you fresh. So I think everybody hopefully listening to this can can uh many have probably probably already knew this, but you know, keeping our team fresh and saying, hey, I'd rather you work 75, 80 percent and keep that that rest of the time free. So you can be creative, think, you know, be thoughtful and and not burn out. Um, But that's very important in my mind.
2: No, absolutely. And, and what a great message. And, and, you know, again, even to your point, the, the listeners to this right now, uh, you know, even if a few of them take away and, Oh, Hey, you know That makes a lot of sense. And, you know, maybe I can try that. Uh, I, I definitely think it's worth it. Sure. So fantastic. Great. Last message uh,
1: again, awesome. Alan, I
2: can't thank you enough. Uh, I hope to see you down the road sometime and we can collaborate again on Sh- something soon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> soon. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate right, it. I will, uh, I'll chat with you soon. Thanks. Right, Alan. Thanks so much.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the CompTIA BizTech Podcast. For more information on CompTIA membership, communities, and councils, visit comptia.org slash membership. If you enjoyed this podcast, the greatest compliment you can give us is subscribing, sharing, and liking the broadcast.